Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I was a-bouncing and a-laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. But I can't recall a time... I'm Stuart Friesen, and you're listening to the Always Race Day Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 66 and a half of the Always Race Day Podcast. I just recorded five minutes of this and didn't turn on the microphone, but Damon's here with me, so I'm happy for that. Uh, I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgewald. Uh, as always, we're presented by the Carl Auto Group. And the last ad read I did, it, it really kicked ass. Um, you guys would have loved it. You would have laughed your butts off for two and a half minutes. And <laughs> all I got to say is if you need a car, I'm just going to try to do it again. If you need a car to get you places, yeah, you go to the Carl Auto Group. You do. And you go get one. You do. And they're going to give you a clean one, a nice one. One that you just got out of an IndyCar race, you don't even have a speck of dirt on you. That's well, what it's going to look like inside the car. You, you can't guarantee those inside the car. Inside the car for sure. Outside the car, though, we got grass lots here. So, you know. Where? Grass lots? Yeah, we got grass lots I outside. didn't see any. Well, you know, not everybody gets uh, front row access. Oh, right, right. I'm, I, I, I was, mean, uh, you, were, you might weekend. as well have, you might as well have just parked on pit road as, yeah, co- no, as close as um, you parked. Yeah, I got, I, I was prissy this week. I'm a real pinky upper, you know that about Well, me. yeah, exactly, but you don't have to put it down to the rest of us, okay? That's fair. You know, me and my fellow pinky uppers love Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, well, that's, there's a reason there's only few of you. <laughs> FGL was great. I'm not going to say but that they weren't. They're probably third best show of the, of the weekend. Oof. Oh. All right, we'll debate that later. <laughs> Thanks again to the Carl Auto Group for allowing us to do this and uh, living out um, what we want to do forever. Uh, this has been a great summer already, and we're going into our busiest month yet. So support the Carl Auto Group uh, like we did uh, up on the uh, – concourse area we went up check it out uh what was up there and uh it turns out everything was up there uh 
literally everything, everything. everywhere. Everything. Amazing. Food trucks galore. Yeah. They had the Chevy, the Chevy display. That's where we put the support to Carl Auto Group, Carl Chevrolet, and Ankeny in particular. Yeah, we got a uh, free T-shirts yep. um, for putting the Carl Auto Group as our preferred Chevy dealer. They haven't emailed me yet. I put my email in three times. Yeah, so. you'll you'll get an email. I did. Uh, no, I did take a Sharpie and write on my shirt that I got the Carl Auto Group. My rocks. I believe it. Rocks. I believe Folks. it. I believe it. All right. We're here live down uh, on next to pit road uh in the infield at iowa speedway uh we're outside if you hear a little rumbling it's just a generator from blake shelton's concert it's a massive one yeah massive concert great way to end the weekend fantastic way uh so really cool this is the first time i'm doing like an on-site podcast and all that i do want to get out of the way um before we get into things that joseph newgarden uh was injured in an accident that happened after the race um if you watch the race he was involved in a wreck um after the wreck he went to the infield uh care center he was treated evaluated uh and released from there uh in between i think it was about 70 60 laps to go uh we went back green with 50 to go yeah um so between there and uh after the race uh new garden did his post-race routine headed back to his motorhome uh and at some point he collapsed uh and hit his head on the outside of his motorhome uh after that they took him to the infield care center again uh where they made the decision that they were going to transfer him uh to the Des Moines Hospital. Uh, they airlifted him there uh, by helicopter, so the only reason they did that was because of the anticipation of the post-race traffic uh, and how far away Des Moines was. Um, so that's that's their policy for that distance. Uh, it was not um, a policy that uh, was, I guess, or a decision that was made um, in reaction to anything. So we hope Joseph's all right. Um, we will let you know if anything else comes out of this uh, by the end of this podcast. And if not, um, it will all be on the same link uh, to the story that is posted and pinned uh, to my Twitter, Damon's, not Damon's Twitter, the Always Race Day Twitter. Uh, and it's on Facebook too. It'll just be the same link. So if you want the latest information, it's all going to be the latest information every time you click it. So uh, with that, we can start the podcast. Damien, I, I just said if more information comes out. That's mm-hmm. not that funny. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, oh, you laughed at something else. I'm laughing at something Now I else. sound like a real jackass. No, it's not. No, nothing on nothing on the New Garden on the New Garden deal. I do want to send best wishes, hopefully, uh, to a speedy recovery. No, there's a video from Pocono this weekend of a camper leaving and a camper that's sitting in the in the road getting ready to leave. Well, the camper leaving still has their awning out and decided to uh, basically javelin stab the back of the uh, other camper that's sitting there. (laughs) So that was what I was laughing at. It's pretty comical. Um, Great, great video. I'm going to retweet it with a quote here in a little bit. I love it. Well, let's uh, let's get to this weekend um, and what we saw here. and I've I've said this already on, on Twitter and stuff, but if if you don't believe like I'm being 100% genuine here, I they, they over delivered on everything they brought here. There's temporary stands that look dope. 
uh, in the entrance of turn one, the exit of turn four, it makes it look like a completely different racetrack. It makes it look like a big deal. Uh, they got, you know, massive concerts being held every day. They have everything you could ever imagine on the front uh, concourse uh, behind the grandstand. Sean Johnson was here, Caitlin Clark, um, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> all the other celebrities uh, that were associated with the weekend. And I hope they loved it. I hope they had a time of their lives. And um, I, I was blown away. Yeah, and, you know, we can't can't forget to mention Hy-Vee, the big deal in this. I know they're not a, a sponsor with it, but my goodness, they're a sponsor with this track. And they put on this facility, and they put on this event, and IndyCar, they bought into IndyCar, and IndyCar bought into them, and my goodness. We've got, I'm looking right now at the Turn 4 hospitality area, and those things are massive. It's awesome to see. You look down the front stretch, and there's all Hy-Vee all over the place. You had the corn cob. Uh, the uh, finish line, start finish line a few years ago, and now it's it's painted Hy-Vee. Hy-Vee brought in a video board on the back stretch for a ribbon to run ads off of. It's just they bought into Iowa Speedway to turn this into an event. Drivers have come out here this week and have said this is the standard for an event that's not the Indianapolis 500. Um, that's big praise for a track that was literally dead last year. Yeah, and you know the amount of changes they made and, and things they have upgraded um, just organically uh, was insane to see they sold a ton of tickets um, I got here Friday you know and I look up and look at all the stuff that's kind of surrounding it and I'm like all right well this is uh, this is gonna be bigger than you know was not was advertised but what I what I had thought my right my middle what you of the anticipated road, my middle of the road anticipation of what it was gonna be um, and it was, it blew me away Friday. Saturday I come and I start looking at the crowd phone and I look at you and I'm like, dude, they, this is going to be a really good crowd. Oh, yeah. And Tim McGraw Tim, comes on. I think you posted that, that picture before Tim McGraw or yeah. before the race while Tim McGraw was just getting on stage. It was like 90 minutes before Green like there Flag was or something. 50 times as many people that were here for Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a boatload of people here. Uh, I think you could say that by the time we both pulled in on Saturday morning as comparison to the ARCA race. But um, well, I pulled in today pretty damn late, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it, it, was a, it was a great event. And this is, you know, I talked about it after the Gateway race with the NASCAR race there and, uh, you know, how they put on an event, how they had NASCAR race day live like they used to back in the day, how they had concerts going all day long. They had vendors lining the way. I've been to races here um, that has the Chevy display, and that has a couple local vendors, and that's it out there. And this week, it was packed with vendors inside, outside. There was trailers selling old merchandise, vintage merchandise of, of different teams. Connor was able to pick up himself uh, uh, some, some Zach Veach stuff. Uh, he was also to, to pick up some Mateus Lace stuff out there. Um, a lot of Zach Beach stuff. Lot on the of Zach, car. lot of Zach Beach stuff on the vintage side of things. Uh, but, if you want the backstory, can I tell the backstory? Yeah. Uh, Zach Beach uh, accused me of misquoting a different driver, uh, saying he sucked, and he got <laughs> super pissed at me on Twitter and tried to blow my account up. Didn't work out. I'm just like, no, like, <laughs> I have the file. I guess I, I didn't SoundCloud the file or anything. I just left the story up, like. 
Yeah. That guy sucks. Yeah. So it, it, it's I know been... he's big on the anti-bullying campaign. I agree with that, <laughs> but he sucks. It, it's been big, and though. And he's a doo-doo head. It, it's just massive, and all around this track, Hy-Vee has brought their input and, and have put their stamp on this. There was workers. I, I mean, a buddy of mine that works at a Hy-Vee in Osceola, he was here. His parents got to come uh, yesterday on tickets through Hy-Vee, and today he got to work the event and then go and watch the race as well on top of it. Uh, and the guy doesn't even really follow racing whatsoever, and here he is betting on, on races yesterday. And then I finally give him a little bit of input, and he won something today. So. That's awesome. I hope, and I hope that attracted people. I know damn well, you know, not everyone here here was here to see IndyCar. There was they, people in that in that infield know? tonight that were solely here to see Blake Shelton, and he performed and they, for an hour and a half. And, and they got five. all of Blake Shelton, and they got a pretty damn good 300 lap race. Yeah. So I, I'd never been. I've never been to a concert before. That is still true to this day, um, unless it was at a campsite in Talladega, Alabama, uh, connected to the Talladega Super Speedway, uh, or it was a post-race um, concert of some kind in any way. But I've never gone to a venue just to see a music act. Um, That's crazy. Well, you can meet me for it if you want. Well, I'm going to. I'd rather, no, 100%. I'd rather watch Florida Georgia Line after an IndyCar race. Well, I'm not saying you can't, but I'm also just like, yeah, that's that's messed up, bud just hasn't uh never came to fruition you know so i was going to is that a plane damn it? yeah that's that's a private jet taking off i'm sure that's got jimmy johnson on it blake shelton's with him i can guarantee it. probably um yep there it goes i see it so i was standing out for the tim mcgraw concert with damon um and i wanted the saturday i got a ton of stuff done i got here early in the morning so i wanted to you know take things in and then write about that uh so i made sure we went to both concerts uh stayed the whole time florida georgia line was a they're my favorite so you know well I, that's yeah. that's a different decision <laughs> tim mcgraw i go out there and i'm kind of standing there and I, i'm looking at this concert stage and it was built by a guy named jack carter i don't know his company off the top of my head but i talked to him friday just trying to get some shade and Dude, this he's like, yeah, I just build I build the stages for him and stuff. That's awesome. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, how are they? And he's like, oh, they're nothing too big. They're just they're they're yeah. easy. You just pull them in on a hauler, three <laughs> haulers, pull them in. It's not too bad. Pretty cool stuff though. And I, I'm like, all right. So I get around there and walk out, and I'm like, holy shit, they got three damn massive stages with high V and Bush Light logos. Which is where I pick up all... It's the only spot I need to pick up my groceries. Right. They got Bush Light there. Right. So, I'm looking at the stage, and I'm kind of sitting there, like, trying... I was honestly trying not to tear up, like, quite a few times. I'm not a guy that, like, easily just tears up to things. Um, I had never dreamt of anything this big coming to Iowa Speedway uh, since we thought the track would be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, literally, it was, you know, around this time last year when we found out that this was happening, right? Yeah. And, you know... It was you, actually you a look, year ago, like, right, a couple this, days ago. Yeah, right? exactly. So, you look back on that, even, you know, look back a year ago and, and so a couple months on top of it, and it's... 
it was a time where we're literally tweeting out save iowa speedway there's races going on on the indycar circuit on the nascar circuit on on whatever national tour we can find that are just bad races and so we're promoting to bring it here and we see gateway gets a cup race and so we're promoting to you know why not get it to to iowa and bring indycar back and and we were done man this was a track that was left for dead it was basically wrapped up tightened up and the only thing that it hadn't done was put a for sale sign out in the front yard because that, that was it that was the only thing it needed uh left and roger penske and the penske corporation indycar high v all put together this massive deal um to make this work i don't know if high v is going to make any money off of it i doubt it i don't know if indycar will make any money or the racetrack oh, okay but you're just going straight at my column and taking the opposite time I'm just points. no i'm just saying you know i don't know if there's gonna how be do you any get inside my head like this i didn't even save it as a draft i'm just saying i don't know if anybody i can't even see your draft so let's not start there <laughs> um i you know i don't know if anybody's making any money off of it what i do know though is the efforts there people are seeing it you know it's all about being seen and all these people here that this weekend saw the effort indycar iowa speedway and hy-vee all put into this event uh, it's only going to become a bigger thing because now more people are going to be interested you mentioned it earlier the fact of okay what do you got to do in year two well, you know, if you, you can take that next step in year two, then it becomes a sustained thing. You can't let it drop off years three, four, five, and, and on forth and onward. And uh, they made a big statement in year number one. This is, this is big. And uh, we had two great races and, you know, lots of, lots of things to talk about. Just to sum it up before we get to the racing part of things, um, this was unequivocally the best motorsports event I've been to in my life. Yeah, I mean, and that's I'm that's full, a fair to full confidence. I've been to Talladega seven times. Yeah. This was this felt bigger than any Talladega race, um, mainly because of Talladega not being a crown jewel and also that the track is very large also. But... This this was well done. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. If it gets bigger next year, and you know, like, so yeah, let's let's do the news here. Yep. They confirmed today that this, not specifically this, but IndyCar will race here in 2023, 24, and 25. So, what does that bring? What does Hyvee make of this? How much revenue gets brought in? How much press have they gotten? They're in it for the long haul. You know, it's not over after this yeah. weekend. I don't assume that they won't be back, but I also don't sharpie that in. Well, you know, I don't. I want to be careful because right. we've seen it die. Right. I'll tell you one thing. There's a uh, there's a race car driver in this IndyCar series that picked up a whole boatload of fans uh, this week, and it's not either one of the drivers that won the race, and it's not any of the storylines we're going to talk about. It's oh, Jack it, Harvey. Oh, who? Jack Harvey. Oh, I guess I don't know Jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know the guy the guy drives the high V car at the high V race with all these high V employees, 
I, there's three booths outside dedicated to selling Just Jack, Jack Harvey Harbor stuff. Yeah. That's it. it it's cars, it's koozies, and from, you can go to Hy-Vee to the stores. There's in in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. In the Hy-Vee, there, they have a wall section strictly for Jack Harvey stuff. Yeah. Uh, every Hy-Vee I've been to in the past year has had Jack Harvey stuff yeah. up, which is nuts to think about. It's always there. Yeah, it's. I, it's I don't insane. think it will. I mean, we'll see if they take them down after this weekend, but it has been there for like six months. Which is, I hope it goes on sale. To be quite honest with yeah, you, yeah, I do too. So mm-hmm. I, I want that. I want that hauler for fifty. Yeah, you bucks. do. You want the you want the cars too. I, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, Jack's a nice guy. He's so. a good guy. That's the thing with the IndyCar garage; they're all good guys. But we got that snake, Alex Pillow. And then your boy. We haven't heard crap about him today. And then your boy. Who's that? That almost ran you over twice. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to that in a bit. I have a new enemy. <laughs> and he drives a similar car to Zach Veach. How crazy is that? <laughs> Just one number upside down. Yeah, exactly. Um, what were we going into? I don't know. We we're going to go into the I race. I something to say. We we're going into the race. Yeah, but now. I forgot what I was saying. Okay. All right. We're doing really good with this on-site stuff. I'm keeping all this in. I'm going to hit stop and we're going to send it. That's fine. You know. Um... So first race goes, and Will Power ends up getting the lead. Oh, I I remember what I was gonna say. What? Oh. Uh, so Connor Daly's podcast. Yep. Oh, shit. With Joey Molinaro. Yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about before? Couldn't tell you. Oh, I man. don't remember talking about Connor Daly. Oh man, this is bad. No, that's what I was gonna. That's the thing I was gonna say. We're throwing that one to the trash. We're gonna come back to it, maybe. Okay. Hopefully not. Hopefully. Let's keep this show on the road. I gotta. I yeah, gotta no beat kidding. traffic. That's what I'm saying. What? What traffic? All the traffic that you were stuck in this we morning. We were. We are the last people here. No, there's people still inside. Okay. Oh, we got 30 minutes then. All right. We need to get. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get going. They're gonna lock us in here. Right. Uh. Yeah. For the year. Yeah. Well, I can't afford that. No kidding. Um. So first race, uh, goes green. As we know, Will Power lands the pole for both races, right? Uh, you thought he had some speed for New Garden, but that was just qualifying trim. New Garden got by him Saturday in 40 laps and Sunday in 80. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, it was the Joseph Show. And both of those were mistakes on Will. Yeah. Both well, times were mistakes on Will. New Garden had a fast car, but Will also bobbled both times. That gave New Garden the lead. New Garden is so good at stalking, though, and just oh, yeah. waiting waiting to make his move here. And it should have gotten him a fifth Iowa Speedway win today. Right. Uh, instead, his car, I, I guess I didn't mention this uh, in the injury update, his car broke. Right. So well, it wasn't a mistake that we, sent him in We would wall. assume that it broke. So the reports from NBC said something on the car broke. I was listening to IndyCar radio, and Davey Hamilton pointed out on the on the broadcast that the car bottomed out big time. And you could see it. Like, I watched him bottom out because I was standing down in turn four when it happened. And, and he bottomed out hard, and, boy, he left a mark on the uh, DoorDash sign up there. Yeah, it's pretty. I almost took a picture of it. So Joseph Newgarden wins the first race. Um, everyone kind of is in there. Pato Award was like, man, I hope something. I don't want to say like he said. I hope you know lightning strikes and Joseph doesn't win. Right. And 
you know, it struck today. Pato Award ends up getting the second race win of the weekend. It's just, it's insane. It has yeah. put a real... The points are a corkscrew. They change every race. Uh, Mark Erickson has an eight-point lead on Will Power, and then there's like three or four guys that are just 34, 36, and 38 points well, behind. Had Newgarden stayed on the track for the last 50 laps, he would have walked out of here as the points leader. But because he wrecks, he now leaves in fourth place. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, Guy's out here doing donuts on a gator. Yeah, he's playing Martinsville with John Deere. I don't blame him. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, Marcus Erickson is driving a great season. I think that's getting overlooked a little bit. Um, people don't, you know, it's it's the new guy. He's Alex Plow last year. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the branding of the NTT number 10 IndyCar has this season that it didn't have Alex Plow's championship year? I mentioned it to, uh, not to name drop Ross and him, Ross Peterson and embarrass him. That's not what it's for. He's a casual racing fan. He <laughs> named six guys that ran in the Indy 500 in 2022. I said, do you know who Alex Pelot is? And he goes, no. I said, that was the series champion. <laughs> and that, I think, the, I, I would love the season finale to be a big event like this. I, F it. Hold it here. No, there's no way they can. I disagree. Connor. What? It happens in November. No, it doesn't. It's September. Regardless. Hold it August 27th. No. Knock off Davenport's World of, World of Outlaws date. They can move it. it. You're better off holding it in September and hoping out weather. I don't like I don't like them racing into September. I think you lose too much from football fans. Well, I think that happens across all sports that run into football season, though. Yeah. To be quite honest yeah, with well, you. I mean, we're talking logistics here. Yeah, we are. Isn't that what this show's about? I guess so. Okay. Did you have any takeaways from today? David Malukas had a top 10. That was good. Callum Eilat looked you pretty good. You missed one major storyline that we're going to have on the website. Go ahead. Jimmy Johnson. That's what I was waiting for you to talk dude, about. Dude, what a guy Jimmy Johnson is. First of all, genuine dude. Everything that you see on TV is what you're going to get. Great guy. Secondly... You put him on an oval, and he's going to find a way to the front. Indianapolis didn't happen because he got caught in a bad strategy after a caution fell. Okay? You can take that. But in all of his other oval starts this year, he finished 6th, like 11th or something like that yesterday, and then 5th for his first career top 10 and best finish in an Indy car. The guy wheels cars on an oval, and today he said it in his post-race presser was... I finally have been able to take translation from stock car to Indy car because he was the first one and really the only consistent one to run that second lane all day, both days, and make it work. The second day, a lot more people got up there. A little bit longer they stayed up there. But for the most part, uh, you know, Jimmy Jimmy was the guy to, to guide the way to the top of that to the top of the track. I wouldn't say the top, but the second lane. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, don't look at your phone, Damon. Don't don't look at your phone. I got we got some news. I'm gonna break some news in a second. Don't look at don't look at da- oh Damon, Damon, turn it over. Alright. Do you wanna just break it now and we'll get back to Jimmy Johnson? Well yeah, you you got to now. Alright, I'll stop keeping people waiting. Per NASCAR, both Denny Hamlin 
and Kyle Busch's cars have been DQ'd in post-race tech. Chase Elliott has been declared the winner at Pocono. Don't lie. I'm not. It's. I'm serious. Don't That's lie. One hundred percent. Hundred. Like that is How what's do you going on. Both? Oh my god. That's insane. That's nuts. Well, they, I've never seen a first and second. You know what it was? They saw the success of Hy-Vee, Team oh, Chevy, Jesus, and the Carl Auto Group, and they said Toyota's disqualified. Go. Number nine's going to Victor Lane, baby. Oh, do you think Chase goodness. is still there? I hope he is. I doubt it. Let's I get Chase it. drunk on the plane. He, that's a song. I, yeah, hey, that's, yeah. it just moved everybody up, and Tyler Reddick just finished second. <laughs> Don't Nobody can say anything about, about Richard Childress not giving him a good ride. He finished second. Christopher Bell, where's Daniel Suarez? He finished third. Okay, where's uh, Cole Custer? Not anywhere to be seen. Oh, shit, he's still scrolling. God damn it. 17th. Okay. All right. I believe in Cole. I was going to say he probably finished behind uh, Denny and, and Kyle, but... Wow, that's that's big. I'm a Custer head, sorry. That's huge. I'm sorry that you're yeah, that way. It's okay. Custer um, cone. That's big news. So Chase Elliott wins. Cold bro. He he does a great job on his cold custer, cold custer, cold custer and reviews. But yeah, I am uh, I'm a staunch defender of him. Let's uh, now you've probably heard this already. So let's get back to Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. What a day. Uh, Jimmy is. I, I tell you what, man. Jimmy Johnson is proving to be a true wheelman right now. Uh, if he can figure it out on these street and road courses with this Indy car, then then Jimmy's going to be in a really pretty darn good spot moving forward. But this is what I want to say to you know people that I guess don't believe in Jimmy Johnson or slam on him or question him. I question him too. Uh, it shows the skill and talent you need to race in IndyCar, contend in IndyCar, and race the actual cars. Mm-hmm. These are the, what I think are the most talented drivers in the world. I throw Except the World of Allies drivers up there as well. NASCAR, you know. This series is insanely difficult. And when a seven-time champion is struggling, it's not... You don't get worse at racing with old age. You don't forget how to drive a car, right? Well, your reactions... Ask ask people out on I-80. That's a little different. That's fair. Your your reaction time changes and your decision-making can sway, but you don't forget how to drive a race car. That's not what racers do. Right. And that's how tough IndyCar is. I think it's... A very big thing that he struggles like this, not not in a good way, um, but not in a bad way either. I think I think you take this, and this is just how tough it is to compete in this series. And I think fans here got to see that all weekend, how close cars got to each other. Takuma Sato almost touched wheels with David Malukas like four times. Yeah, I did not understand why he was racing like that for ninth. But yeah, well, I mean, every spot's a big thing, you know. And he's every, not top ten in the point standings. What's matter. he trying to finish? Seventeenth? Doesn't matter. Yes. Okay. Well, Lucas race. is right behind him in nineteenth. Sorry. Ra- racers race, Connor. Racers race. And when at least they didn't take each other out. When you're running for tenth place and a lap down, you know, racers yeah, race. That is true. Joseph Newgarden got 
at one point there's four cars on the lead lap and in an indie car you can take a wave around um and they had 12 cars do that and he got it back down to six again uh and then his own caution reset the thing reset the things but uh it was a dominating drive it was jonathan davenport at the eldora million like it was it was pretty sweet yeah it was it was it was impressive you know we talked about it yesterday on on the website and stuff like that the um I hope you guys can hear this. I think they're arguing about flares. Something like that. Uh, anyway, you know, he put on a great drive. And, you know, th- we talked about it on the website yesterday's. This is, you know, the, this is Joseph Newgarden's track. And I think Nick Yeoman uh, put it best on the uh, IndyCar broadcast today, literally five minutes before Newgarden crashed, by the way. Um, he comes on and basically says that, you know, there's certain tracks for certain drivers, but we haven't seen a driver this dominant at one facility in a really long time. Yeah, I would almost call it Joseph's Garden. I mean, it's I, it's his second home. He calls Nashville, Tennessee home, and then he likes Newton, Iowa. I like making people Team Iowa. I think he's Team Iowa. I, I would say so. All right. I would say so. Him and Will Power both. Power qualifies on the pole here a lot. New, New Garden decides to win all the races. All right, real quick, I want to uh, hit on a couple dirt things, then we'll get to questions. We'll wrap up here. Um, Damon, did yes. you see Did you see the drop kick? Yeah, what a, dro- what a kick. First of all, bad form. Second of all, wow. Do you think the elbow got him? I don't know. Then we could ask Robert Ballou. Maybe. Well, he's got to come on the show first. I know. He bailed on one episode. If I ask him again and he says maybe and then and then bails, he ghosts us again. Then we're on we're on Larry's we're, side we or are CJ, We are uh, team, team CJ, CJ heads, yeah. Well, what if – yeah, I, I don't know, man. That uh, – I was – that was nuts. I, I didn't get to see it happen. I just saw all the Twitter postings and stuff. Yeah. Man, that was crazy. Um, aside from that, Brad Sweet breaks the streak, wins the Summer Nationals at Williams Grove. I don't think people are going to catch him. I think he's going to win the championship with, like, three wins. He probably will. I mean, he's just so – he's so dang consistent, man. The guy the guy wins, but he when he doesn't win, he's running top five. He's running podiums. He's running top tens. He's getting points every single time out. And, you know, the, the guy just knows how to be consistent, I guess, is the best way of putting it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I also went to Knoxville. It was fun. Uh, talked to a lot of people. Uh, we got a good guest coming up Wednesday. Won't tell you who he is. Up and comer. Very good dude, though. Can't wait for that. It's going to be gonna be good um i'm trying to think and just make sure i didn't miss anything else on the dirt side we didn't now we also neither of us really watched much of the nascar race today and that's again to warrant how big the indycar event was today i've never just not thought about a nascar race during indycar mm-hmm. and i now i had a lot of stuff to do but i still didn't wasn't thinking about the NASCAR race. I was right. keeping up with updates. I had a stream up on my laptop, but I was doing other stuff and 
the IndyCar race kept delivering, man. Like, even when guys dominate in IndyCar, it's interesting because that never happens. Right. And it was a dominant domination. Yeah, it right? was. It was. I mean, both leaders, well, all three leaders that we had yeah, today, throw Pato in there. you know, throw, throw Pato late. You know, he led the final 50. You had Will lead the first 80, and then Newgarden basically led everything in between except for the green flag pit cycle. But it, it was domination, and it was, like, seconds. Pato finished with, like, a three to nine seconds, somewhere in that range. It's a massive range, but somewhere in that range of a three to, like, nine-ish second lead on power to finish the race. I think it was almost a full straightaway. Uh I do no power. Uh, power was catching him at the end because he was letting off. Right. It was. Lit- it was a full straightaway on the white flag lap because yeah. I watched Pato leave turn four and it he was, was just, a wild. He was just being. He was just being uh, safe. All right. First question is from Stephen Bloom. He's got a nice combine in his profile. I like it. Yeah, like every time it comes up. Giant John Deere won the race today as well. It's yes, it's the, just uh, parked Victory in Victory Lane. Lane. Like it's a number 41 Macedo car. Yeah, basically. Um, he says, will this weekend's big success trigger a change in how IndyCar, NASCAR, the World of Outlaws, etc., uh, promote and structure their events going forward? Um, and you know what? I think it should. Um, and I'll drop Connor Daly's podcast now because whatever I was going to say on it was on a different episode um but the last four episodes especially have been so enlightening and enthralling and interesting all the same i'm sorry that all those adjectives ended with e or ing's um i've like learned stuff listening to it you know you realize things that you don't all the drivers want this at least here all the indie car drivers want the event to be bigger they want stuff like this um and I have a column coming up on this that I'll write when I get back tonight. But everyone involved thinks this was a major success and wants more races to be like this. And I hope that this is something that leverages the change. If if it will is a different question. Um, right. But yeah, I, th- I think it could... You know, and I'm, I'm not, it's so hard to predict. Like, if you ask me about this event coming in here, I think I'd tell you there's there's a lot of manufactured hype, and I don't know how that's going to translate to Iowa race fans. When I got here, they told me 60% of the crowd was not from Iowa. So that's dope, right? Mm-hmm. People dro- drove a long ways to watch IndyCars. Like, that's awesome. A majority of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the people that came here loved it. You know, Keith Murphy was sitting in the stands to see it. Every, I think it, it, it over-delivered on what my expectations were. And that's why, like, when I'm answering your question now, I don't know if we're going to have more events like this. Not every racetrack has a high B. Right. Like, what high B did this weekend. And if this is where we're going, are we going to have a Lowe's Motor Speedway at Iowa sponsored by high B? It'd be awesome. You know what I mean? It'd be awesome. Uh, to, to answer the question, basically, you, you can't answer an open-ended question right now because there's so many question marks that come out of an event like this. Because of how well it was put on, there's so much good things coming out of this event that, that you can't 
pinpoint and say, yes, every single sport is going to just throw everything away and change to how High Beat did it. Do we want them to put it in a little bit better setting? Do we want the business model to be a little bit better? Absolutely. But, you know, they say you got to spend money to make money. And boy, Ivy spent some money for this event. And I, I would say moving forward, this event's going to continue to be something of of an event for people it's not going to just be the indycar race it's going to be an event it's going yeah, to be i don't, I don't see it race going, i don't weekend. see it not being a festival side right it, it has to be moving forward for it to be successful if someone as did ask me would as, i rather see friday and saturday night absolutely do the tv companies want right. that that's a big right big issue there as far as as far as the other series you can't speak on it because they don't they haven't had the opportunity to see it and we know how narrow-minded nascar is um when it comes to things like this and so they you know i i can't unless somebody comes and buys it from nascar i can't i cannot predict it actually happening uh for them to change on the nascar side but of things. i i do think that events like this and gateway are, are raising the standard right um, and I'll, when you're private entity yeah. though you can do your own thing and i'll, I'll expand on so. my column a bit too but uh yeah i think the standard's been raised of what promoters uh should be expected to do and, and how uh Big, big of an event you can make uh, anywhere. Uh, we just watched Blake Shelton perform live in Iowa. Uh, Newton, Newton, freaking Iowa. Yeah, it, it's anywhere you can. If you want a big event, you can make it one. Exactly. There's steps to take, and you got to go out and do it. I'm not telling, I'm not saying USAC should hire Florida Georgia Line to perform before the next Silver. Right? I. That's I not do what I'm think, saying here. I do think it will open the eyes of some of the, the leaders across the other series, though. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think it will open because there's so much buzz coming out of the weekend. Yeah. You talked about the manufactured hype coming into the weekend. Now seeing it be successful with two great races on top of four great concerts and a packed house both days. Um, I think it will open the door for more events to actually take place. Um, Josh Perlick is uh, another question we got. Uh, he asked the favorite part of the weekend. Oh, um, just seeing this place lively again. You know, I posted a picture on the social, uh, on the Always Race Day account this morning of the parking of the campground and seeing all the campers that that's a big part of racing to me um is is the camping side of things because i grew up doing it that way and the seeing all the campers out there alive and awake at nine o'clock this morning was fantastic to see to see the the stands packed with people all day long up until literally a half hour ago um what was awesome to see to see the the suites filled with people to see this area down here where we're currently sitting filled with people just to see this place lively again uh was was probably my favorite part of the weekend yeah i think mine was almost crying at a tim mcgraw concert <laughs> It was what, the songs. Like everything that went into that. No, I mean, like, you look at the, dude, these structures, seriously, like, They're the pictures massive. out of it, out of this weekend, like, it makes it look big. And it makes the, are it makes the facility look closed. Are they temporary? I hope not. I hope not, too, but I think they are. Um, 
Will they bring him back next year? I fucking hope so. I do too. So I, I do too. This this was a really it, it makes the facility look closed because over in those corners before it was really open and it kind of looked like there wasn't a lot of seating. Now it just makes it look closed. The campers on the back stretch really help things out. It's just uh, this is awesome. All right, next one comes from uh, Chris from uh, Clorinder. Okay. Clarinda, Clarinda, Iowa, Clarinda. is where Chris is from. Uh, he says, "Oh, it's not a question. It's just to say. It just says FGL sucks." Oh yes. And then he submitted another one that just said, uh, "Look at those effing dorks." I don't condone cussing during my question segments, but all right, Chris. <laughs> you know, anyway, it's it's weird. It, Chris, and I'm looking at his profile now. He looks like a big late model fan. We got just the shirt for him. <laughs> You can go check out our shirts. The links in the bio. Uh, we got just the shirt for him. Just says late, late models suck. But Chris thinks Florida Georgia Line sucks. While being a late model fan, they have FGL has a song that's just it's called Dirt. Yeah. How can you not love that? Well, you can, you can love it, but yeah. but you don't have to. Oh, huh? get out of here, Damon. Because they were the third best concert of the weekend. Also, all the guys that I call friends, no one told me that Florida Georgia Line was breaking up. I heard none of this. Why was that not front page on the New York Times? Probably was at one point. You just don't read the New York Times. I'm a real pinky up guy. You got to be kidding me here. No, because I read read it every day. You read the Wall Wall Street Journal. I read it every day with my coffee, um, with a shot of Hawkeye vodka. That's how I wake up as a pinky up. This is the sign that it's time to pack up, go home, and start a new week. You don't want Josh's last two questions? I don't want to neglect him. Yeah, what's his last two questions? All right. We'll try to get that Chris guy on the podcast. Yeah, that'd address be great. these accusations that that'd be great i'd like to agree with them <laughs> okay and that'll be a <laughs> fantastic debate <laughs> all right uh he says picks for the winner of the 360 and 410 nationals it's too early to pick for me oh i'll i'll throw one in a sec um thoughts on the dietrich and freddie romer dust up i loved i loved uh david gravel running in on it that was the best part I, I will remain neutral until one comes on the podcast. Right. I just love the fact that David Gravel is running in with a grin on his face. That was the best part. Exactly. Um, my picks for okay, the Okay, never mind. I make, I make it. Kyle Larson's going to win both of them. You think, okay. He's going to sweep them. I got Kyle Larson winning the Knoxville Nationals as my pick today. Um, my 360 pick is Ryan Thames. All right. Picking against uh, guests on the podcast, like Damon does best as the antagonist. Uh, yeah. You know what you see? I go with. I'm like Chip Ganassi. I like winners. You don't think Ryan T- Tims has. I almost called him Ryan Tums. What if he got a Tums sponsorship out of something? That'd be That'd be awesome. Uh, Tims loves Tums. You don't think he's won enough for you? Not as much as the guy driving the 57. Chip is kind of blind these days, sounds like. I don't know. He's got a couple of good drivers in his car. He's got Indy 500. If we do, a, if we do a Halloween skit or something for Always Race Day, I'm going to have you dress up like Chip Ganassi. Great. Can you dress up as Kyle Larson so I can smack you across the face and have a reason no, for I'm it? I'm like eight inches taller than Kyle Larson. Well, you can get on your knees. It'll be I close can pass for Colton Herta and Shane Golubic's friend. You cannot pass for anybody. Nobody that looks, is true. I'm no pretty one, unique. You are. You are very <laughs> unique. Thank you, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, visit Carl Auto Group. Go, go to any of their stores. Maybe just walk in and whisper like, "I'd like a vehicle," 
the always race day guy sent me. And then if they say what, then you can start the little public disturbance. There you go. So thanks again um, for listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. And uh, send it, tell me, all right, this asshole with the drill over here doesn't think I'm courteous enough to not speak while he's drilling and vice versa. And I'm, I'm over him. All right. Thanks for listening. Hit me up with a message uh, if you got any tips, tricks, or uh, bets, um, and constructive criticism. Or if you just want to send me a dollar. I like that one. Yeah, right? Finmo and bio. It's actually not, and don't send me anything.